So we have been talking about the Lord's Prayer for six weeks, but you have been, you've prayed the Lord's Prayer recently, right? Like about six times already today, <laughs> just in the past few minutes. <laughs> These are words that we say a lot and words that have deep meaning, but they are also words that we let pass by us without really comprehending them. So over the past few weeks, we've been talking about what it means to pray. What does it mean to pray? What does prayer do? How does it work? How does it change us? How does it change the world? And particularly, what does it mean to pray in the way that Jesus taught us to pray? With these particular words in this particular way. What is the meaning of these particular words? Because Jesus taught us to pray with these words, and we've been really delving into these particular words. But also, in looking at the words more closely, understanding the deeper meaning that's not really related to the specific words as much as the ideas behind them and the purpose. So we've been going line by line through the Lord's Prayer. And the ways that we've been understanding them in language, the language we've been using are, are, is, are these words. Our parent in heaven, holy is your name. Thy kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom, the realm, the kingdom. Yours is the glory and the power forever. So those last few lines are the, are the focus of today. And those words are actually not in the Bible, or not in the earliest manuscripts of the Bible, so they're not actually the words of Jesus. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> but we say them, and they're beautiful, and they are fully in line with Jewish tradition of a benediction that you give at the end of a prayer. And so, presumably, when the early Christian community was praying these words, they all started adding these phrases at the end, and they thought, oh, that's a good idea. We should do that. <laughs> and it stuck for thousands of years, so I think it's still a good idea. Um, but many times... What we do is we say, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. Right? Is that the way? That's the way I hear you all say that prayer. <laughs> but you, I really love that song that we sang, that call and response one, particularly that part, because I think those lines should actually be sung. Right? Those words should actually flow upward and out of us rather than fall out of our mouths. Because these are words of praise and thanksgiving. And they are words that lift us beyond ourselves. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's not about us. 
It's about you, God, and you are always and forever, and it is your glory and your power which we praise. These are beautiful, wonderful words. So, but actually, I think the final word is the most important, and that is amen. And that is a word that we really don't pay any attention to at all. Because we really interpret it as the thing we just say at the end of a prayer, right? (laughs) It's sort of like signing off, over and out. (laughs) But the real meaning of that word is much deeper. But um, it really reminds me of Anne Shirley. Anybody know who Anne Shirley is? Anne of Green Gables, Anne of Avonlea. Um, I read all of those books with my family. I watched all of those movies. And now there's a new show on Netflix called Anne with an E. And I've been watching it with my children. And it's lovely. And there's this scene in the book and in the old movie and in the new um, series where Anne comes for the first day to the house of Marilla and Matthew. And Marilla says, do you pray? And Anne says, no. I don't pray. And Marilla says, if you live at our house, you're going to pray. So get down beside your bed, kneel, and say your prayers. And so she does, because she wants to impress Marilla, and she wants to have a home there. So she says, dear gracious Heavenly Father, because that's what she's heard other people say, I thank you for everything. As for the things I especially want, they are so numerous, it would take a great deal of time to mention them all. (laughs) So I'll just mention the two most important. Please let me stay at Green Gables. Please make me beautiful when I grow up. I remain yours respectfully and surely with an E. (laughs) And that is very typical Anne, which is why so many of us love her so much. But Marilla says, that's not how you end a prayer. (laughs) You say amen when you pray. That is the proper closing of a prayer. And so she says, okay, I should say, I will learn. I, next, from now on, I will say amen. But we really have the same idea, that when we say amen, we're basically saying, respectfully yours, God, I'm done with this conversation, goodbye. <laughs> um, but the word amen has a much deeper and more powerful meaning than signing off. It means, may it be so. So be it. It's the truth. I agree. Yes. All of those things are the meaning of amen. And as we've been talking about the meaning of the Lord's Prayer and how each line is more of a vow than a request, when we say amen at the end, we're really saying a vow. We're saying, I affirm Everything I've said, I mean it, and it's going to be so in my life and in the world. This is my sign and signature of approval that this prayer is mine. And sometimes we say amen to other people's words, right? And when we say that, we are also affirming the words of other people and saying they are ours, that we affirm those words. So... Amen appears randomly in the Bible with um, the the same similar meaning of 
affirming what has happened, saying yes. And in particularly in the book of 2 Corinthians, which is Paul's second letter to people in Corinth, he is um, telling this story or explaining this situation. And he's saying, I said I was going to come see you, and now I'm not. And you might think that I am talking out of both sides of my mouth because I said yes, and then I said no, and you're right. It's kind of a strange little diatribe that he goes through. Yes, and no, and yes, and no, and then he says, but God always says yes. I may say yes, and then no. But God always says yes. He writes, In Jesus we hear a resounding yes to all of God's many promises. This is the reason we say amen to and through Jesus when giving glory to God. Remember that God has established our relationship with you in the Anointed One. And he has anointed and commissioned us for this special mission. He has marked us with his seal and placed his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee, a down payment of things to come. God has commissioned us for this special mission. Do you know that you are commissioned for the special mission of establishing the kingdom of God. And when we say amen, we are signing and sealing our commitment to be a part of God's kingdom. Several weeks ago, I named a question that we should all be asking ourselves all of the time. And the question was, how do you you yourself being who you are in all the particulars that that entails at this place and this time in your life how do you hope to establish god's kingdom god's kingdom god's realm on earth so i'm not asking you to answer that i don't expect you to have an essay though that might be a good idea but it is something that I think we all need to contemplate. How do you, how do I, hope to establish God's kingdom? Because if what I am pouring my energy and life into is not establishing God's kingdom, then am I really walking in the way of Jesus? Am I really following what I pray? So over the past few weeks, we have been sharing different versions of the Lord's Prayer. And so we've been speaking um, different versions together as we pray during communion or as a part of the sermon. And all five versions that we prayed over the last five weeks are here on the front of this piece of paper. And on the back, um, there are the Lord's Prayer in many languages of um, people that who people in our community speak. 
And so I thought it would be good for us to have these, for one thing, so that you can take them with you and um, read them, but also to just take a few minutes right now to look them over and to choose one or two that really speak to you. And then after a few minutes of time spent reading and listening ourselves is to name a line or a phrase or an idea that has caught you either today in this review or during the series. I invite you just to take a few minutes and, and read and meditate on these words. Give you one more minute. What language here or what idea has been deepened for you as you come to understand what the Lord's prayer means? Really? I assume it's simple America. It says, forgive us for keeping silence in the face of injustice and your very our dreams for not sharing bread and wine, love and land among us. Which is sin, right? <laughs> but it has... Forgive us for keeping silence in the face of injustice, for burying our dreams, for not sharing bread and wine, love and the land among us now. has a deeper meaning than forgive us our sins. Right? What other phrase catches you? Between us and God, yeah. A space to plant your presence, which is kind of 
an image of the kingdom, right? Yeah, a space. Sometimes we need, we need to, a space released in order to be able to experience the kingdom. Yeah, that's beautiful. Another line? In the New Zealand prayer, before lunch, that is, feed us, forgive us, spare us, free us. Yeah. One of the beautiful things, I think, is to see all the languages on the back and to um, just to be reminded that the Lord's Prayer has been translated into every language and that people all over the word world, when we say, let us join our voices together with our sisters and brothers around the world and through the ages, they're not saying the same words we are but they are praying the same prayer. And just to imagine all of us being in one room or the room of the world, praying together those words, and if we actually all lived those words, the kingdom of God would come permanently, right? (laughs) If we all always lived those words, God's kingdom would come. Any other phrases or ideas that stick, have now been transformed in your mind about the Lord's Prayer? Courtney? I like in the New Zealand um, it says, Earthmaker, King, Bearer, Light, and Paper. Mm. I think it's really. I just, this word doesn't know what I mean. Yes. I think all, all the various names for God in these prayers really help us to, you know, when we say our Father, we sort of take, we think we know what that means, or it doesn't really matter what it means, or, but when we have all of these names, there's this depth of who God is, and who God can be for us. It's beautiful. Anything else? Do not let us fall into the temptation of shutting the door through fear, of resigning ourselves to hunger and justice, and also of taking up the same arms as the enemy. Which is, lead us not in temptation and deliver us from evil. But it's, it's, much, it's evil defined in a way that we understand what that is. Taking up the same arms as the enemy, and and fear being our guide rather than love. It's beautiful. Carolyn? I was just the other night the phrase, um, do not then allow us to walk over or help anyone find my path. 
the way it, it sort of points towards our very being to have our eyes open to the effect that we have. Praying to have our eyes open on the effect that we can have on other people, especially if we walk over them. <laughs> or if we don't walk over them. Yeah. Beautiful. So I invite you to take these words and to either choose one that you want to pray regularly in your life or to take turns with all of them um, or even, you know, try praying in a language that you don't really know, <laughs> which would be a beautiful um, experience too. Because prayer is opening ourselves to God and not signing off at the end. <laughs> but saying, yes, I will do this. So um, the author of the book that we've been using for this series, James Mulholland, writes, when we say amen, we are not finishing a list of requests. We are giving our assent to everything we have prayed. We are committing ourselves to fulfilling a promise to establish God's kingdom and to do his will, to give and forgive, to resist evil in this world in the years ahead. We will do what we have prayed. That will not always be easy, but in keeping this promise, there will be a blessing. So I would like to invite us to say amen to every line in the Lord's Prayer. And so we're going to read them together, and then I will say, Amen, and you will say, Amen. Got it? Our parent in heaven, holy is your name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Your kingdom realm come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give us today our bread for today. Amen? Amen. Forgive us our sins in the same way that we forgive those who sin against us. Amen? Amen. Lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen? Amen. Yours is the kingdom, the realm, the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Yours is the glory. Amen. Amen. Yours is the power. Amen. Amen. Forever. Amen. 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 Build your kingdom here, let the darkness fear, show your mighty hand, heal our streets and land, set your
Thank you, Ophelia, for sharing your gifts. Let's take a few moments.